The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Fun it is to release a podcast yeah, for Christmas. Three days late. A week late. Hey. hey. Hello. Uh, I'm Mike. This is Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Mike. Uh, this is a podcast called Verging on Greatness. Not Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is the name of the movie that we are talking about today. So this is a podcast. Oh, the smoothest, smoothest segues, Mike. This Just is so smooth. This is a podcast where we talk about a movie that is. Um, not quite there. It's, it's as the title suggests, verging on greatness, but it doesn't quite hit the mark, and something is a little bit off. And we um, pick it apart, uh, see what's going on in the movie, and see if we can figure out what would, what would, what would fix the movie. What would, what would, what would transfer it? What would help it to transcend mediocrity uh, and achieve greatness? And into into the realm of greatness. Or sometimes I just use this as an excuse to make Mike watch a movie that I really like. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's exactly sure what's going on time, with Jingle but... All The Way. Jingle All The Way is, is a Christmas movie <laughs> that we opted to do for our Christmas special. Um, this is back at... Because we're cashing in on Christmas, back, folks. Back at the that's end, what we do here. Back at the end of November, um, uh, which, oh gosh, it seemed seemed like we would just Seems... knock it out casually. Yeah. Mid-December, <laughs> we'll get it up. Two weeks, plenty of time to cash two in Two weeks before Christmas. Christmas, no. Christmas cheer, no. Um, no such luck. Um, Craig has Craig's been pretty ill. Um, for, I have. For Don't num- worry, folks. Nothing serious. Just your common Christmas cold slash flu. Uh, not not the Omicron variant, it would appear, but uh, not according to all the testing that I did, at least. Yeah, and it's uh, even even if even if you had that, it would be okay because I'm, it's although it's the most virulent strain yet. I don't think it will transfer down a computer line or no, you, you or can't around from around the entire world. From, from you might, you might catch me. some feels for Mike and I. You might. <laughs> so if you've never listened to the podcast before, Craig Craig lives in London uh, and I live in New- Auckland, New Zealand. Um, so we, rec- we record this on opposite sides of the world. At opposite times of the day. So today it's a, it's a, it's a chilly um, Wednesday morning for me and it's a rather balmy Wednesday night for you, isn't it, Mike? It's, it's baking. It's very warm. Ah, there you go. Now it's cold enough that the cat likes me. So, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Instead of just the usual one time a day when I when it's dinner time and I'm putting food out, and the cat likes me then too. But yeah. it's cold enough that the cat thinks I'm pretty all right at this time of the morning. So, um, so jiggle all the way. Uh, so it's 1996. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you have just <laughs> released Terminator Two. You've just you've just Terminator released two. True Lies. True lies. Where where that do you go James from James Cameron double bill. Where where do you go from from such Ooh, exceptional where do you just, go? just exceptional action <laughs> action blockbusters, um, top quality, brilliantly directed, groundbreaking movies. Where do you go from there? With groundbreaking special effects. Yep. In <laughs> Terminator Two and 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 True Lies, films that are Academy Award nominated and winning. For their special effects, and just generally speaking, all around absolute bangers in terms of action adventure films. What do you do? Almost, almost perfect movies. Terminator Two and True Lies, <laughs> and from there. F- f- now it's it's not direct, is it? We should be because he did. We should be clear. What, what, it's not, he, it's not, this not isn't like his he did first ever comedy movie. He did no, and he it kind of branched out into family comedy films uh, before this. Um, but he has just done, so he's just come off that double bill of, um, uh, true Terminator two. He does last action hero, which was in and of itself a Mm. big film. It's Mm. directed by John McTiernan. It's a little, a little before it's time, probably a really good candidate for this podcast. Um, he does true lies, which was an absolute return to form, um, worldwide blockbuster smash, um, it broke the record for the highest box office grossing film from his last, uh, from from the last film, which was Terminator 2, which was the highest box office grossing film. So he does, um, and then he does uh, Junior, which is an irony film I have not seen, 
um, and it stars him and Danny DeVito where he somehow or other gets pregnant uh, and then he does Eraser which which is not quite the return to form um, of the of the uh, the days of uh, Terminator 2 or True Lies but then then the double bill for 1996 was Eraser and Jingle all the way <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, and then just... just to keep that trend going the very next film he does is Batman and Robin. So <laughs> this definitely marks the end of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being the biggest star in the world. What so. was what was what was going on? How did they choose those? Uh, he must have been able to just had his pick any role that he wants. So I like I get I get branching into a different genre. I get okay. I'm I'm an action I'm an action hero. I've made some of the greatest action movies ever made. I'm arguably the greatest action hero in history to this point. Um, to this point. A, a, a title that he inhabits until The Rock comes along and yeah. The Rock kind of takes everything that Arnold was doing and turns it up to a rock-sized level. Yep. So, yeah. But yeah, it's not like it's, it's his first action comedy like um, or just his first comedy. He's obviously done, before this, he's done Twins with Danny DeVito and then he's also done uh, Kindergarten Cop. So both of those firmly in the action comedy realm. He's definitely stretching action, or he's definitely yeah. stretching comedy chops. I wouldn't call him a comedic actor, but he has, I don't know, he has a degree of comedic timing about him. True, True Lies is very comedic, but I guess he's mostly the straight guy in True Lies. He is very much the straight guy, and it's that formula for him all the time. That, so you, you cast Arnie as the straight man, and then you cast a very a very larger-than-life uh, you know secondary characters so in this case we get sinbad um and twins you had you had uh danny devito um and then in um uh kindergarten cop uh, you have the the cast of kids they're all they're all mm. uh, hilarious against arnie um uh and then i'm thinking in what's the other one we're just talking about junior uh junior you get danny devito again um but yeah, it's a, it, they keep doing this. They, uh, a lot of Arnie's like side characters. I was thinking in the movie um, uh, True Lies, uh, the the comedic foil there is is formerly married to Roseanne Barr. Oh, uh, Tom Arnold of himself, Tom Arnold. So yeah, it's that that Arnold is the straight guy, and you, you cast a a funny um, a funny you know sidekick yeah. character. To, to, to bring the comedy in so so you yeah you get what they're going with with what they're going for is jingle all the way but but the the director uh, remind me of the director's name oh uh brian brian levant yeah so he he also expects like he asks arnie to create a lot of comedy himself and this and, mm. and those are pot- potentially the the worst moments of the film and there are a lot <laughs> There's a lot of Arnie trying to, to land jokes and um, Arnie, I don't know if Arnie's like bad. At, he's not bad at it. He's just, he's, he's Arnie. He does what he does. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think when other people are cracking wise and Arnie is kind of the butt of the joke or he is the straight man foil, it works. Like pretty much everything with Sinbad in it works. But, um, and, and apparently according to the trivia, Sinbad improved most of his lines, which Sounds, sounds about right for Sinbad in the in the nineties, uh, but yeah, Arnie Arnie cracking jokes maybe not so great. Um, and Brian Levant has got a history of, of comedy films um, in his repertoire of films, um, including including I see here his first directorial gig apparently was married uh, an episode of Married with Children in eighty uh, seven. So I mean you don't get much more comedy goals yeah. <laughs> married with children in the eighties, but. Yeah, he he does land Arnie with like trying to, you know, set up the joke, and um, I mean this this film is chock a block full of '90s comedy talent. Um, everybody is in this film. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, the, the the supporting cast goes quite deep. It there's does. A lot of, there's a lot yeah, of rec- yeah, yeah. recognizable faces, but from yeah, not from necessarily places where you'd expect. And obviously, it's the the film itself is in the is in the vein of home alone they're going they're trying to capture that which is what's what's home alone 93 that's 90? uh early home alone is much earlier and and home alone is chris columbus so i mean you're absolutely right with it trying to capture 
um, Home Alone. Right, so that's Chris Columbus. So Chris, so Chris Columbus so. produced Jingle All the Way, and he went on to produce. Yeah. Did he produce? No, he directed the first two Harry Potters, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah rather famously directed the first two Harry Potters. Um, but he's 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 famous for obviously Home Alone, um, and he he has a, a ser- um, he he does Home Alone and Home Alone Two. He does uh, Adventures in Babysitting in '87, which is a surprisingly good film. Um, Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, and Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where in the world you watched it. Um, and then follows up Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with Rent, which uh, bombs. Uh, and then a series of like so-so films. He does um, like I Love You, Beth Cooper, and then he does Percy Jackson and the Olympians, mm. um, and then uh, Pixels, which is widely derided. Um, and he's more or less kind of just produced since then he does in 2020 he turns up and does the christmas chronicles part two uh which was definitely the lesser of the two christmas chronicles films um which stars kurt russell as santa claus uh i turned up just for kurt russell um it's on it's on netflix but yeah it's the lesser of the two christmas chronicle movies um you could you certainly yeah. see from that filmography i mean it's it's man he was an odd choice to to, to launch into harry potter you could see where it wound up, where that series wound up. I at think the Hollywood end just looked at Harry Potter and with... went, "Home Alone, kids, Harry Potter, yeah. kids. This this is a match made in heaven, <laughs> right?" So <laughs> they only read the first two books and thought, oh, "Okay, this will do. This is the tone." Yeah, he goes on to produce a few of them as well. So I, I don't. I think his name comes off the, as producer credit by the time the 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 final two or three roll round. But yeah, Chris Columbus uh, was definitely producer on um he was definitely producer on the first three harry potter mm. films so um warner brothers when they were putting harry potter together definitely thought chris columbus was their man yeah. i mean i remember i mean we're slightly off topic here and we're just talking about chris columbus but um i remember um the story going around um when the first harry potter was being made that the first person they went to talk to about being director was none, none other than my homeboy steven spielberg because mm-hmm. he's got away with kids and um uh and he turned it down because he said uh it would be too easy mm-hmm. <laughs> is the way i remember that story going um but yeah so chris columbus obviously they felt was the was the right person to be making harry potter films definitely definitely um i i would say having recently rewatched all the harry potter films and my wife's a big fan um, the first two are definitely some of the weaker ones and they get stronger as they go along. Yeah, um, no doubt. But yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, it's true, <laughs> it's true of the books as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, okay. I, I think... Um, so I didn't realise that Chris... What's-Her-Name did a, did a good job of ageing up those yeah. characters in those books. Sorry, I didn't realize well that, off topic. I didn't realise that Chris Columbus made Home Alone. So that makes, that makes a, lot more, a lot more sense mm. that, that they've, they've, they've got a very similar, very similar feel um and they go for similar 100%. things obviously the 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 child in, in this movie is, is is not the he's not the main character he's he's what's at stake um mm. he's also so the child's played by jake lloyd uh the character's name is Jamie. famously played by jake lloyd jake lloyd obviously went on to play anakin in the first um of the in prequel the first of the prequel star wars movies phantom menace um, that's right um, so this was kind of yeah he he did this shortly before then so I guess you could say he got that gig off the back of his performance in this in part and he's like he's he's fine in this he's he's the most spoilt child on the hist- in the history of children ever perhaps only slightly less spoilt than his neighbor's kid but yeah he's not really in the neighborhood of of Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone where he's actually he's actually owning the scenes that he is in again obviously. Um, Macaulay Culkin's the main character in Home Alone, but uh, yeah, Jake Lloyd, he kind of yeah, he's he's there as he's he's more kind of window dressing, I think. Uh, he's he's the damsel in distress. Um, he's the yeah, he's what's at stake, and he does that well. He's 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 cute and um, you you know you want him to and and you're right. You you kind of it works. It, the setup works in that you do want him to get the toy, even though objectively. He's a spoiled little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think watching this now, I'm, I, I think um, uh, uh, I, I, one of my few notes here on Jake Lloyd, uh, 
ladies and gents you know i kind of was into a film when i make pages of notes i'm holding up pages of notes for evidence now to show mike but my note here on jake lloyd um is jake lloyd jake lloyd's room is an orgy of evidence that he likes comics yeah yeah there's a lot yeah they they yeah he sure make sure you know and he's i mean (laughs) you 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 just you'd never make this movie now right because they're, they're trying to lampoon the the materialism of christmas they're trying to trying to send sending up the ridiculousness of it but it just winds up a story about a, a, a dad trying to give his kid a, a bad a, dad a, a, so a bad like, dad trying to give his kid a toy that his kid wants and it, it doesn't we talk about it, movie tropes and, and obviously the, the lesson he is learning is that it's not about the toy the toy is making up for you and, the, the, and it, he winds yeah. he and winds up being your, the toy at the your end. interaction but he doesn't yeah. he doesn't learn he doesn't learn shit no it's just, no. it's by the end of it he's just like i got toys comp- and gives him the he's <laughs> he has no agency in in the final yeah. result he just stumbles into a building and he gets turned into he gets turned into the toy which and this but that's, this all that's makes, the hollywood this, cliche right none so, of this makes any sense um, if you first, haven't seen the movie but well this will yeah before you explain it towards the end. my first note here is how many bad dad movies are there because i mean it's that classic hollywood trope of he's an absent father yeah it's christmas he's showing his clients like um the actually my very very first note is um uh, jingle all the way is the title i'm very proud of my notes thank you um and and the very first note is how is howard's mattress business making any money because all he seems to be doing is giving away mattresses <laughs> and next to nothing so but i mean it's a it's a classic shot right it's that's it's that standard hollywood bad dad trope um it's christmas eve or or very close to christmas and everybody in the office is partying and there is howard uh in the office on the phone uh, doing business like that must be how arnie thinks that business is done yeah uh, in the 90s he's like yes oh yes mr Feynman, i will give you 30 more mattresses who are all, yes, these, Merry who Christmas are all these people ordering their frigging mattresses on on the 20 At on Christmas. the 23rd of december <laughs> this is the most important thing you need to people? acquire a mattress yeah and it's yeah it's right back and to, more importantly like dozens of them we're not yeah. talking about one mattress we're talking about 30 it's yeah it's it's <laughs> it's are all these hoteliers it's the kind of the, it's the christmas carol um um what's the jimmy stewart one um a wonderful life wonderful life yeah it's it's that it's that kind of trope right he's tied to his work um, he's tied to his work he can't get home to be with his family for christmas yeah and yep. um so he's and it's a karate, it's a karate class um that he's that he's uh, that he's missing that yeah and the and the first that scene jake, that jake is at jake's yeah. getting his um he's getting his his belt um and arnie misses it um because he's, he's pulled over he's pulled over by a cop um who's, who's one of the better recurring comic characters in the oh movie. yeah um <laughs> the grizzled cop character a, 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 gr- a grizzled <laughs> cop who becomes more and more it's it's kind of a He's, he's, the, he's the he's the butt of a lot of the physical humor um, oh. and he winds up injured in a variety of different ways <laughs> um and at, at the end he's kind of you know he's, he's, they do that that's it's that sort of trope where he's patched up in a bunch of different ways um to reflect yeah, all of these injuries that he's picked up bandage. over the past two days yeah um and his dealings with but and his dealings but with props to that cop because i think any other cop would have gone home sick or would have stayed in the hospital but but not not this cop you know he's patched up and he's bandaged and he's been beat up in a variety of different ways and he's still on the job he's been he's been blown up by a mail bomb <laughs> by a mail bomb <laughs> that he was holding in his hands yeah and then and you just see him in the final shot and he's got mummy next, hands. next scene he's his, like hand, totally his hands are bandaged up <laughs> yeah it's they go full it's full wily e. coyote like yeah yeah he's yeah. holding yeah, a, he's holding a, he's holding a mail bomb and it explodes and the result <laughs> is his hands get burned and his face gets blackened and his hair is kind of stands i up. mean i i think i think that's one of the better jokes for me in the film altogether is the sinbad joke about this sinbad is in this film we can talk about him a bit more later but sinbad is obviously in this movie and um he's a, he plays a disgruntled mailman so this is at a time in america where where there i think there have already been several mm-hmm. male male u.s postal worker shooting incidents where the whole like the whole 
the whole um sorry the word going postal comes mm. into the lexicon of, of and the public zeitgeist because u.s postal workers have shot up post offices and killed a bunch of people so this whole idea of a psychotic postman is starting to come through and i'm not sure if this movie means to lampoon on that or whether it's just happened to ha- happen to be at the same time but it's it's definitely a case of um here is a psychotic person or somebody who is clearly struggling with their with their um my cat is trying to eat the notes no dotty um so that old uh, excuse craig yeah my notes are so good the cat's trying to eat it um so but yeah he he, a recurring joke is he's got he's he hands over a parcel and says this is a bomb and then uh and then the, the payoff is that he actually hands over a parcel uh and and claims that it's a bomb uh and it it turns out to actually be a bomb so oh the 90s yeah you could just you could just joke about domestic terrorism yeah domestic terrorism hilarious just just hilarious yeah this is 96 so i think we've already had the unabomber uh ted kaczynski who was actually mailing bombs around so yeah so um go figure so you mentioned so you mentioned sinbad and and you did you did say uh near the top of the pod that um the the supporting cast runs quite deep there's a lot of a lot of faces show up um uh, phil hartman um phil hartman beloved uh simpsons voice actor um is is in this he is the um uh he's the neighbor he's 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 the no he's the sly neighbor who is um sly desire sleazy. Des- sleazy yeah he's kind of desired by all the ladies in the neighborhood um and he's trying to um he's trying to get into arnie's wife's pants <laughs> pants yeah into her cookies um and he's brilliant it's <laughs> fantastic phil hartman the late great phil hartman yeah um yeah beloved simpsons character actor um uh lionel hutz attorney at law yeah lionel hutz yeah he's great troy, troy mcclure what a, what a troy mcclure jim um I actually think he is sadly murdered not long after this film comes yeah. out. Yeah, oh, no, it's a wee while later. It's another. It's another. Um, it's a year or two later. It's a year or two later. I think. Um, I think ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. So he's the. If, uh, he's the foil. Arnie's the worst dad in the world. He's the best dad in the world. Well, he's 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 the Flanders. He's Flanders to to Arnie's. He's horror. he's a he's a he's he's Flanders. If Flanders wasn't hardcore Christian, he's he's um he's flanders i'm a steal your girl flanders yeah he's yeah. sexy flanders sexy flanders yeah. stupid sexy flanders <laughs> um stupid sexy so flanders sinbad sinbad you mentioned but you can you can dig quite deep into the into the supporting cast so um so yeah jim belushi has obviously belushi. been an arnie foiled uh an arnie foil at least twice before as well so he was in raw deal um i think he was with arnie and something else as well um but yeah he's already been an arnie foil in the place yeah in the past um you've got uh he gosh who else have you he got? runs he runs a truly bizarre sequence as well jim belushi and <laughs> a movie, the, and a the, movie the, full uh, of the santa full the... of really wild um plot <laughs> developments that is that is perhaps the most weird other than possibly the reindeer oh the i whole love reindeer the reindeer sequence is is really quite <laughs> out there um that is an amazing puppet for a start yeah um but yeah it 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 comes to pass that um uh, phil hartman's character uh ted ted uh ted moulton uh is um has an actual live reindeer as a part of his christmas uh decorations outside his house um and uh the the reindeer and arnie come to blows in in what has to be one of the better scenes in the film when arnie cold clocks (laughs) this reindeer (laughs) and then the pair of them are sat outside drinking beer again uh getting over their differences more thing more things you you could do in 1996 when you are making kids movies cold clock a reindeer and then give it a bottle of beer this is how you solve problems with animals (laughs) you punch punch them and get them drunk I mean, I mean, it's a good message, right? Like, have your fight, and then make up, and become <laughs> friends. <laughs> Once um, you've established physical dominance, you can be friends. Like, this is now, you are now, you are, this reindeer is now your prison bitch. That's how this works. So, so Jimbal, so Jimbalushi's sequence, I'll talk about, I'll, I'll explain what goes on in this sequence. It's about, it's about a third of the way through the movie. So it's kind of the start of the second, oh, it's midway through the second act. 
Um, all of Arnie's attempts to track down this toy that he wants for his kid have, have turned to naught. Um, what attempts? He literally turned up to the store the night before and was like, I want a Turbo yeah. Man doll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me the Turbo Man. His attempts have been pretty yeah. poor. Um, but he, so he's, he's walking through the mall. He's, he's, he's failed. Uh, he's walking through the mall and he comes past the um, uh, Santa and his elf. Um, Danny Woodburn plays the elf. He and he and Jim Belushi, who is a mall Santa, um, they pick up that Arnie is is in this is in this problematic situation, and that he needs to you know he needs to acquire this toy, and it so happens. Just in case you haven't seen this movie, folks, the whole film revolves around the idea that there's a, a very popular toy called Turbo Man, which is definitely in the vein of a of a, um, a Power Rangers action figure, and Jake Lloyd plays arnie's son who is obsessed with turbo man um and uh, the whole the whole crux of the film is that arnie was supposed to have secured a turbo man action figure <laughs> which he obviously has not so christmas eve rolls around um and the whole the whole crux of the the of why arnie is a bad dad he was told by his wife played by rita wilson liz that he was meant to have secured this turbo man doll uh some months or sometime earlier and uh, it comes to pass that on Christmas Eve Eve, we find out that he has not. Um, so the whole film's sequence of events have been kicked off into play um, on the morning, on Christmas Eve morning, uh, where he is meant to have, he goes to the store to try and buy a Turbo Man doll. And everywhere he goes, he gets laughed at because Turbo Man sold out months ago. But there are plenty of the supporting characters for sale. Um, and he can get a booster, a pink, snaggletooth, a saber-toothed tiger-looking um, character. Uh, he can get plenty of that, but no Turbo Man. So here we are. So he's trying. He's trying to pursue this toy, and he um, he goes to the. Uh, he's, he's in the mall, and, and the Santa and the Elf approach him, and um, they've got a. They're running a crooked deal of where they can they they can, they're running a black market where they can supply these toys <laughs> um and I'm, 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 i don't know and, and so the, they entice arnie away um they take him for a, take him for a drive to their warehouse and then they let him in on this whole this whole gig that they are running and um uh but then it, it turns out that the deal is as as you'd expect, they, he gets the Spanish speaking toy, so it's not the <laughs> it's not it's it's not the proper toy, and they've also the the to, the toy falls apart, and the toy and the toy and the toy falls apart, and they've they've stung him they've stung him for a stung him for a big price, and they get found out, but they've already taken him to this warehouse, which is which is full of Santas. It's a whole operation of of, of Santas of and various elves. shapes and sizes, yeah, um, and he. Uh, uh, so, but but so so Arnie tries to um, ha- ha- get his money back, um, but he's immediately set upon by Santas, and there's this absolutely wild fight scene. Um, but, but uh, with with a variety of different Santas employing Sa- uh, Christmas or Santa themed weaponry, including I think a pair of candy cane nunchucks at one point, and um, and then the police raid it, and and, and they all storm in, <laughs> and and. <laughs> to get out of this predicament because he, he can't he can't afford to be caught up in the sting arnie impersonates a cop he grabs a toy he grabs like a, a toy, toy badge. badge he grabs yeah. a toy badge and yeah. flashes it and it, this is this is actually one of his funniest moments at the um in the in the film we talked about arnie's comic comic chops and this is one that he sells really well when he's doing the um which is actually it's a John Belushi move when he impersonates a cop in um, the Blues Brothers by holding up a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the- uh, so it's 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 really it's really funny. It's, it's the culmination of just an absolutely bizarre sequence um, sequence of events. And they, they finally find someone, um, which is a reoccurring Arnie thing as well. They find someone uh, much larger than Arnie to be, a, to be a physical foil to Arnie. So they get um, a professional wrestler, um, Paul, Paul White, better known as uh, The Big Show, 
uh, to to be the the huge Santa. Oh, so there's this a, huge is Santa that, a, that fronts that a known, up. That's a known yeah, character. he's a he's a wrestler. Uh, uh, yeah, WWE right. wrestler. I mean, should come as no surprise. Um, but yeah, the, the Big Show, um, and uh, or Big Show. Sorry, not the Big Show. Um, but yeah, um, so that's the huge Santa. This, this huge Santa turns up. Uh, a la the um the mechanic from raiders of the lost ark with his suspenders mm. and um <laughs> and he's on he's in full santa garb so he's got the beard and the the hat and he's just this ginormous man uh who arnie has who's physically intimidating compared to arnie so yeah is, good times all the way around is there a, is there a nut shot somewhere in that sequence or is it or is that the oh one, there has to be is that the one where <laughs> no he punches an elf he punches one of the elves Oh, one of the elves goes flying across the room in a straight line. Yeah. He punches them so hard. Yeah, is that Troy Lavere? A Troy Laverne? Um, I think I think I saw in the credits that there was um, Mini Me from from. Um, oh, Vern Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer, yeah. sorry, um, the late great Vern Troyer. I think he's in this as one of the elves, as the smallest elf that gets punched. Did he die? I think he did. We'd better check that out as well. Oh, wait, we better check that. We need to, we need to make sure we're getting out. I, I, I get the feeling he did, but I could be well wrong. <laughs> could wind up in a... We're not doing well here no, today, folks. Uh, yes, no, you're right. He died in 2018. Oh, thank God. I mean, not thank God. I mean, that poor guy. What a, what a talent. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> yeah oh man what else so we- i'm just thinking now of uh all i can think about is troy ver and, and um gold member was it gold member um this the spy who shagged me no it was the spy who shagged me in austin powers 2 and there's that post post credit sequence where <laughs> where mini me is played to have a very large uh dick and they call him tripod because it's it's so big and there's a scene with um an early 2000s britney spears uh talking to uh, to mini me and going um is everything i've heard true and mini me doesn't really have any lines but he's just a miming everything and uh and then Britney Spears is giving Minnie Me her phone number. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, Minnie Me, that's a good movie. Okay, carry on. Um, sorry, sorry. So, folks. yeah, we're, we're not really working through this in order. We're kind of just just picking out the sequences based on the based on the interesting characters that were there so we already talked about the whole the whole sequence with the with the the male bomb which is centered around a, a, a an opportunity to win the toy from a um a radio promotion radio uh, the radio radio dj is is an actor called martin mull who if you're a fan of arrested development plays gene parmesan um yeah. a, um the private the private eye the private detective um as one of my favorite recurring characters from from that show um amongst other things i think um that that actor has been in just about everything over the years he's had a very long and um very star-studded career martin mull i'm just trying to spot his um imdb entry here but i'm struggling to see martin mull but yeah you're absolutely right he is he is one of those actors that's been around forever and that's a really good sequence as well where there's a radio um a radio show where you can win a, a turbo man doll and both arnie and sinbad turn up at almost the exact same time um and and the the uh, the competition centers around the idea that you could, can you name all of the reindeer mm. santa's reindeer um, which arnie can do and he does in fact win a turbo man doll but it's a voucher for a turbo man doll so it won't turn up until like february because turbo man dolls are sold out everywhere mm. um this is obviously pre-eBay where you could just spend your life savings on getting one um, on the price gouging that happens around the holiday period. Yeah, it's so. it's one of the big, it's it's quite a big up moment after a bit of a bit of a downer when he and Sinbad are kind of, they meet in a diner, uh, they've, this is after. Oh, and they have a, they have a connection. They, 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 um, they, they, they bond over dosing their their copies with some yeah. booze from um the inside pocket of Sinbad. yeah this is this is um, after the failure at, at the black market warehouse and they talk about a toy that they both wanted um which is the oma the one-man army gun 
Um, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, they kind of they, they kind of has to be an improvised, they're, they're bad. an improvised monologue by Sinbad because that feels like he made that up, but it feels like he was nobody, talking about it from personal experience. As nobody well, wrote those yeah. words down. <laughs> nobody wrote those words down. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to say, like, um, I think we're talking about this off air. We were definitely talking about this off air, and, and we can probably talk about it a little bit now. Um, but um, Simbat is excellent in this. He is. Like, yeah, he is, I really like he his performance in this. A, he's really good. He's um, he sells it. Um, he's definitely one of the more memorable things about this film. Um, and it's it's strange. We were just saying this off air that um, he probably he probably just missed out on being an absolute superstar of a comedic performer uh, he probably just didn't land that role that that pushed him into the public public consciousness I, i'm he don't don't get me wrong i'm, I'm sure he, without having looked into it for a moment or even opened up his wiki page i'm sure he is a, a wildly successful and is living a very very lush life based on his comedic abilities um, but I, i'm sure as well that um, he was just one role at any point away from being an absolute comedy superstar mm. like he 100 percent was um a mask or the the pet uh, ace ventura pet detective style roll away from being jim carrey mm. Mm. um i think that's i think that's all that separated it it's kind of weird to think about those those actors who were just who who clearly had the chops who clearly had the the charisma like just watching him is infectious in this film and you kind of go yeah i really enjoy this performance i really enjoy this actor um but just lacked that that starting point that 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 rocket into space um and although this movie was a hit um clearly wasn't a hit enough to to warrant simbad getting his own his own starring roles in a big way having said which looking back over simbad's acting career um yeah he has he has definitely has um uh, films that he does after this but yeah perhaps nothing that strikes quite so hard as jingle all the way what does, sort of so. role do you think you'd put him in what's a, what's a movie he could have he could have played in um i think he's a i think he's a good leading actor um but i i don't i don't think you put him in an action film you, you have to put him in a comedy film um or you have to put him in a comedic role um but yeah gosh i wonder if he could so we, we talked about true lies i wonder how he would go and who he would have gone in the tom arnold role given the way he the way yeah, he, he played off, in the tom arnold the way role. he played off of arnie and this and juggle all the way yeah how he would have gone on i mean i mean that's that's what we were talking about with earlier I'm, I, I can't remember now sorry i'm still a little bit sick whether we were talking about this pre or pre-recording or post-recording but yeah he definitely fills that role of the arnie foil very very well because arnie is fairly staccato he's one note whereas um sinbad has multiple layers or multiple levels that he can fill so the parts that the, he colors in the the performance that arnie can't brilliantly he's great yeah and he was he was uh I mean, according to wikipedia anyway he was only cast in this because they wanted someone roughly equivalent to arnie in size or at least more equivalent than joe pesci um who uh, oh yeah you were saying was, joe pesci was, was originally meant to be he was originally meant to be in this i guess based on his collaboration with chris columbus on home alone um or Probably. you could also they don't talk this is not on wikipedia but you could also imagine um danny devito based on their yeah their well work, he's, their he's just done junior yeah with with arnie and he's done twins with arnie just before you can 100 percent see how that that that, that plays. Yeah. but again i think you're right like why cast joe pesci who's only just a little bit taller than danny devito um if you want if you want arnie to dwarf someone because arnie's six foot two he's a big guy um yeah exactly right i, I think that was it was a good idea to cast someone that wasn't immediately you know smothered in size by Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. If, they're, if, if there's yeah. going to be any any realism to the like, because they have to physically rough each other up. Where, yeah, there's a there's a fight scene at the end of the film, yeah. which we can get to in a bit, where 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 they come to blows. Well, we, we I think we've just ticked over forty minutes, so maybe we should maybe we should talk about the talk about the ending now, because the man, the ending, the third act, the, the whole third act is it's it's really out there. Um, so. Because we talked so about we talked about the reindeer, the, the big MacGuffin. Yep. Well, the MacGuffin is obviously the action man, the the Turbo Man doll, um, uh, but the um, 
the whole thing is he has to because he's a bad dad he never he never turns up to things the, the family is going to a parade a christmas parade happening on christmas eve what a time to be having a parade um and he is um he is on his way there and he gets waylaid and finds himself in the parade dressed up as turbo man in a in a high-tech suit <laughs> yeah he gets a he gets a briefing he gets a briefing on all the different things it, it goes on it goes on too long and he's he's trying to um uh, he's, he's trying to butt in on the conversation and explain to this explain to the guy who is briefing him on how the suit works that he's not the one who's meant to be wearing the suit it it goes for a good minute there's plenty of time for him to get to for the guy to notice but (laughs) you you mean to think that he's he's so it's so urgent because the the uh, the parade's about to start and and their replacement for the for the turbo man actor who um has, has who, was, who was was injured, injured by the, by the suit, suit. Um, <laughs> because the replacement hasn't shown up, and that was they, they they mistake Arnie for the replacement, and so they put him in the suit, and the, it's it's urgent because he's it's he's late. It's, um, it's, it's never explained what's what's what on earth has gone so wrong for this replacement. Um, but anyway, he gets the briefing on the suit, and before he knows what's going on, he's out um, in the. How does he stumble into the? into the warehouse and the oh he's getting chased by the cop that's right um, yeah so he so he, he before he knows what's going on he's out uh, on this parade he's waving at all the kids and he's got one toy to give away and he picks out um he picks out jamie his son from the crowd nepotism yeah i know <laughs> um, so arnie would go on to be the governor of california a little bit after this and you can see already that nepotism was his style of leadership i'm just going to give these contracts to my friends but it's but it's of course which he doesn't do of course it's of course it's not that simple um and, and at this at this point that the, the plot holes start really stacking up um <laughs> um so sinbad's character myron has um found out somehow that Arnie is going to be the Turbo Man, and that he's going to yeah. foil him by taking the place of Turbo Man's enemy. I guess he doesn't need to know that it's Arnie to try this, but he doesn't know that Turbo Man's going to give away a doll. Anyway, he he takes on he he takes the place of the of the Turbo Man enemy, whose name is Dementor. Um, Dementor and and they <clears throat> he, he flies into the parade and, and what is meant to be a kind of a scripted interruption of the of this parade as yeah a scripted action sequence he fly he flies in um and 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 you know they they there's some, there's some fun and games there's a nut shot it's it's all it's all good humor but then it then it it really takes off because um he chases the jamie away jamie's got the toy in his bag dementor chases him Arnie gets Arnie gets waylaid by again some more enemies um, that have been thrown his way as part of this as part of this fake sequence. Who are obviously really getting into character because they are oh, they, they are really wasting are. Arnie. Um, and uh, so, t- in, in the time it takes him to to, to uh, separate himself from these from the the henchmen from Dementor's henchmen. Um, Sinbad has chased Jamie um, half the way up this building, and Arnie has to activate the Turbo Man jetpack, rocket pack, jetpack, yeah, to fly up and get him. Um, man, you can't see this, folks, but I'm I'm kind of pinching between my eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so wild. It's so it's so bizarre. So he flies he flies around this this town in a jetpack. Um, it's insane. Doesn't he go through someone's house? Does he go oh, through someone's? Does he go so. in, in someone's it, window? Isn't it through an apartment? Through an apartment. He goes through an apartment. Uh, it's a black family's apartment. So ins- There's a black so family insane. trying to enjoy some Christmas fucking dinner, and then he bursts through and um, destroys the place. Yeah, it's a full on. It's it's not a it's not a jet, but like a hovering jetpack. It's no, it's like a it's like a rocket pack, like the Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, he's flying through the show. Yeah. I'm just just arnieing his way around the place and s- s- I, i'm missing out on all my notes here 
I, I think I had something for this. I said I said about um, uh, Sinbad. He start Sinbad starts the movie at a nine, raises it to a ten, and then immediately breezes right up to a fourteen. <laughs> so. <laughs> So the, the final, yeah. he manages to rescue. He manages to rescue Jamie. Sinbad's getting carted away by the cops, and Jamie gives Sinbad the doll, because um, because he understands that Sinbad he's just trying to be a good dad. He wants the doll for his kid. So Jamie gives him, and he yeah. says, "Don't you want it?" And Jamie says, "No, I've got the real. I've got the the real thing. I've got my dad, my dad." But yeah, my but dad, dad hasn't is, learned is terrible, shit. Man. Dad is going to be the yeah. dad is going to be the absolute exact same guy. You know that Dad has to give back the Turbo Man costume, right? <laughs> He's also probably liable for some damages because he wasn't insured to be in that fucking yeah. thing. He he trashes half the city. <laughs> he should he should really have pressed he should really have pressed the prep guy harder and no actually no <laughs> please stop. <laughs> oh dear, um, I love the um, I love the reporting duo. Oh, there's always um, got to be a, there's always got to be a commentator commentator duo. Yeah, the commentators the commentators. I've I've got a note here saying that the uh, reporting duo is selling the script hard, so that they they were giving some great face during the the commentary of this. Oh no, some great comedic. Yeah, this, this, the, the the commentators and in, in the parade, um, they're they're yeah. approaching the best best in show level. Best Comment, in show levels, commentary yeah. humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta go back and rewatch that show, that movie. That's so good. Actually, I think I've seen Best in Show, or not not seen it all the way through. At least I think I've seen parts of oh, it. Oh, the 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 commentary, the the commentary when the show is actually going on is worth the price of admission it alone. Good, Fred Willard, Fred so Fred oh, Willard yeah. plays the guy who knows nothing about dogs and dog shows, and <laughs> and he's playing off the straight the straight man who is the expert and. Oh, Fred Willard's he's, great. Fred Will, um, but there's a whole series of those uh, mockumentary films. Yeah, that, all, that film all, yeah, and also, also, all almost entirely improvised. Um, right, it's Christopher Guest. Ah, oh, Christopher Guest. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, that's also like Eugene Levy yeah, and stuff, yeah. isn't it? Like Parker Posey. There's there's a whole there's a whole, there's a whole group of people that basically that just turn up for those films, yeah. and they're all amazing. They're all excellent. Yeah. Um, man, what have we not touched on? How are we doing for? So we're yeah, we're still under an hour. What have we missed? Um, what else have I got here? Um, I had some questions around Ted. So like Ted is obviously Phil Hartman, but Ted is in the film. Ted is is um, the very desired single dad, and um, he is constantly being approached by women with plates of food, um, and uh, wanting him to come around and fix things in the house and um all these single moms um and uh he is arnie's neighbor and uh i note that there are several instances in the film where ted is just in arnie's house just let himself yeah. in he's just in the <laughs> fucking house um and um and, and so my note here is why is ted always in the fucking house <laughs> um that's a good <laughs> invest question in locks because <laughs> he's always well ted is obviously very very thirsty for um uh, arnie's wife uh rita wilson liz um so he's very very thirsty for some liz and um uh she is not having a bar of it like she is not interested in ted at all she's got some arnie action at home and ted doesn't even come close um but um yeah yeah he makes it uh, yeah he makes I, a lot of I, assumptions I wanted... that because he's a bad dad uh his, his yeah. wife must be must have a wandering eye must be must have a wandering eye but yeah it, it happens quite a few i also said that you could have a fun drinking game based on this film or based on any arnie movie is um <clears throat> you have to randomly pause any time that arnie is on screen and then um if he's making an arnie face if you can't make an appropriate arnie noise to go with the face <laughs> you have to drink <laughs> so, so to prove the point i randomly paused it and then uh, he, uh, I think I, I shared it on on social media. But uh, then you have to you have to make the appropriate Arnie noise to go with it. It was kind of like, um, so that was an appropriate Arnie noise to go with that face. But um, I think that was actually the, the noise he was making at that time. Um, yeah, 
Um, I love, well, one thing we didn't mention talking about the end sequence. I love the, um, so Booster, you mentioned, you mentioned Booster as the, as the sidekick. So of course on this parade, there is an actual Booster. Um, and it's Curtis Armstrong who plays is Curtis Armstrong. most well known as as Booger in the uh, in the Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> movies, who is perfectly oh my perfectly God. cast. He's selling it hard. Who else? Who else would you want as the kind of the <laughs> shitty sidekick? Smoking, <laughs> smoking. <laughs> um, I, I love also that like everyone hates the sidekick character um, as well. Like the kids hate booster. Yeah. And I, I actually, I want to, I want to say there's a moment where someone's screaming out, you suck booster, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> maybe that's what I was hearing in my mind. In my, in my I mind. think it's but, well, yeah. some of the, 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 the parents all like to shit on booster because all of the stores that are sold out <laughs> have got the, loads got, of booster action boosters figures, coming out. No ears, and they're all trying to sell. Oh, yeah. there's no turbo man, but Hey, you can, you can buy a sidekick of booster. I mean, and if it was, if it was a kid, been a kid in you go, Sorry, Mike. Carry on. I was going to say, if it wasn't a kids' movie, they would be, they would be they would be loudly deriding Booster in very very <laughs> colourful language. Um, I was going to say, like having been a kid in the in the eighties and nineties, and having having had my experience with action figures and and acquiring action figures, the irony is that um, those action figures that the kids didn't want, the one that immediately springs to mind is the April O'Neil figure in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure line. <sighs> So no one wanted the April O'Neil figure, right? Um, uh, so everyone bought the, the 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 Ninja Turtles and the Casey Jones yeah. and the Splinter action figures. No one bought the April O'Neil figure. It's the April April O'Neil figure that's now the hardest to fucking find, um, and it's worth the most. It's <laughs> worth right. way more money than it should be because um, getting getting a good one is is hard because they didn't sell and they were taken away and destroyed. I don't know what they did, but um it's funny because the booster action figures now will probably actually be harder to find because uh they didn't enter popular into circulation so there'll be a warehouse full of like dusty action figures somewhere and um and yeah there'll be a booster figure in there that that some collector is just dying to get their hands Mm. on so irony but yeah now i want to ask you what do you think about the so this is written and i talked a bit a little about this at the start this is written as an it's an anti-consumerist movie like right? it's a it's a yeah. it's a send up of the of of the obsession with and feeling like 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 christmas is about your your stuff it's a, it's about yeah it's about, about buying things buying of things and the, and the giving of gifts as a as a symbol of love um but but the, that that's the intention but that it's become more of an more as, as a replacement for love or for time for relationships or, yeah so the idea is that yeah yeah i don't need to spend time with you i spent my how do you th- time how do you think how do you time. think that hits because it, it, it always feels to me like like the toy you, you i never i don't get a sense that he's going to spend more time with this kid after this no i don't think i mean i don't think he'd change in a day and, and like you said he he doesn't fucking learn anything he he's managed to bumble his way into a solution that works and he's he's sold he sold his kid on the idea that like he is the turbo man um of his life he doesn't need a turbo man and jake the the jake lloyd character um he even says it he's like i don't need i don't need it i i I, you know my dad is turbo man um and but yeah come come the 31st or come come the second when he goes back to work he's he's back at that mattress factory what happens the day after my favorite segment of the show he goes back to work he goes back to providing yeah, for his family, no doubt. working hard, making sure that they've got that nice house. Um, but yeah, he just—he doesn't have any agency in the solution to the problem. Nope, nope. He stumbles his way into it. He doesn't—he doesn't cotton onto it and go, "Hey, my kid's really into this Turbo Man, and uh, I look like an action figure because I'm Arnold—I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and I can—I can be the action figure." Um, but no, he doesn't do that. That happens to him. He doesn't decide to do that. And at no point does he does he he seemingly, um, you know, look back and go, "Hey, my kid's only going to be this age, and and is actually going to want me to be a part of his life, um, in any in any meaningful way." Because I mean, give the, give Jake Lloyd six seven years, he's going to be a he's going to be an angry teenager. He's not going to want dad to show up to his shit. Mm. No, he's going to want to keep himself as far away from his parents as he can as he establishes his independence. So. He's gonna want to. Yeah, he's gonna want to grab a lightsaber. Yeah, 
<laughs> he's going to want to jump in a starfighter and a booze starfighter and and you know talk about how this is real pod uh, pod racing um <laughs> he's going to want to do a flip <laughs> do a roll <laughs> annie do a roll um yeah he's going to be running he's going to he's not going to want to be called jake anymore he's going to want to be called annie so he's going to fall in love with the princess so yeah wildly he's going to hate again. sand he's going to hate sand and sand people yeah he's going to become a slave to some you know racial stereotype it's going to be it's going to be lit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but yeah I, uh, i'm i'm going to say that at the end of this Arnie, there's some real failings yeah, with Arnie the doesn't learn there's shit. real failings with the with the arc or the lack thereof that that arnie's yep. arnie's character actually actually go actually yeah, goes he doesn't on. learn a thing yeah um he just comes out of it and somehow or other bumbles his way through it I, but i then i don't i don't know how you i don't know how you resolve that because it's it's not a good ending to the movie if he if he realizes that this pursuit is is meaningless and and that that, yeah, that what he should really it's... do is go and go and spend a go and watch the show with his kids or go and i think i think you could almost have a you could almost have a scene like it's it's the end of hook right so um at the end of the movie hook robin williams after working out that he's actually peter pan he comes back with his kids um after rediscovering his lost childhood uh, comes back with his kids to to london and his phone starts ringing and it's it's, the phone becomes a symbol of how he is attached to the office um and and he's he's talking on the phone and then he his wife at the beginning of the movie throws the phone out the window um, and at the end of the movie he's recovered the phone and he's talking on the phone and then he robin williams as peter pan throws the phone out the window um and and makes that commitment to the family to spend more time and to be more present um i think i think hook does a much better job of telling that that story it's, it's similar it's it's you're gonna go they're not the same but it's that idea of of dads connecting with their kids and being mm. present in their lives um and and hook is very much that story um and i think hook does a better job of that because at the end of it robin williams has made a transition as a character and has has committed to being a part of his kids life uh, his kids lives um and being a present and meaningful father whereas at the end of jingle all the way he, he has i wonder how you do that in a movie where where it does have a it does have a macguffin it does have a an object that it's it's about the pursuit of the object but it's not it's not an object yeah. for him it's an object for his son no. so by fail it by fa- you cannot by failing to provide that object to his son i don't know i don't know how you resolve that no but you need something where and by you move away where because in the film he acquires the object he gets the macguffin he gives it to the kid the kid then re-gifts the macguffin to another kid who is to to sinbad saying here give this to your kid so the kid actually does the learning so the kid is mm. the one who is who has rejected the material and gone and i i don't need it i have i have connected with my father in a meaningful way but it, the, the problem is it's not the kid's fault that he's not connecting with the dad the kid is um, the kid wants to connect with with the dad. The kid is the one who is sad that he hasn't turned up to the karate um, belt um, ceremony. It's the dad that needs to learn the lesson, mm. and the dad comes out of this not learning anything. He almost needs um, to. They they almost they need to make a choice together, or or the choice needs to be taken away. It needs to be in their hands, and it, it gets I don't know. It gets it gets crushed or blown away in a breeze, or it falls off a building or something, and then they yep. can they have a they share that they need to share that moment together and then mm. he like he needs to apologize to the kid and then the kid needs to say it's it's a, it's I all feel, it's I feel all like right there was it's some what kind I, of an apology yeah, the, the kid the kid but... needs to say it's not about the toy it's about mm. You. Which he kind of does. He 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 kind of goes. I don't need it. I've got my dad. My dad is terrible. Yeah, um, but so that, but that's but again, how, that's how you achieve the, that. But at this, but also have have Arnie learn the lesson. Where in the way that the yeah. way they do it, Arnie Arnie he never has he never has that moment that realization moment that that he no. is he is the one the son wants. Yeah, but only when and, he is dressed yeah, as Turbo so, Man, which is not him. No it's not it's not him as the character yeah. so as how yeah. 
but um yeah which is a shame because i i think i think there's a story i, I again irony doesn't learn anything there is no emotional growth for that character in the film although he does seemingly come away from it i guess the presumption is um that you know he is going to be a more present father now he is going to be on time for his kids game but i don't think he will i think i think this movie you know he goes back to the way he was immediately after Mm. this film so this brief christmas miracle is just that it's a brief christmas miracle anything else are we or are we ready to wrap up I think we're I think we're pretty much good to go. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Um, I do I do give this movie extra points because it does actually feature Tom Petty in the soundtrack. So any film that has Tom Petty in the soundtrack is instantly elevated to greatness, in my opinion. Um, but oh, I one of my one of my only other notes here was this is around um, punching the reindeer. I said can't bench press his way out of this, but he can cold clock a mother tucking uh, reindeer. <laughs> Uh, oh, and bad drinking, uh, bad da- uh, bad dad, cliche number two hundred and thirty one, day drinking, which was when um, uh, Sinbad and Arnie are drinking in the in the diner in the in the day in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, he's got a hip flask. Yeah, he's the, got a hip flask. The hip yeah. flask of, of failure. <laughs> hip flask of failure. That's how you measure a dad. He's day drinking. Um, but no, yeah, no I, successful I, character I, ever carries a hip flask. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I i find it funny like there's there's obviously a hollywood cliche around bad dads um and it, it's rare that mums get the the bad mom treatment although having said which i think there is a a movie out not that long ago called bad mom or bad moms um and it stars a bunch of women who aren't perfect perfect uh mothers so mothers mothers get a much better look in hollywood um than they do dads so dads are traditionally the villain of the relationship um and moms are rarely yeah if 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 moms if moms are lucky enough to to get a a featuring a a featuring role as as anything other than a nagging wife yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) hollywood's got some problems (laughs) i would love to make a movie and just like the way the movie would be made would be simply listing out all of the hollywood cliches all of them get get our favorites and then do the opposite that would be the whole yeah. crux for the film yeah yeah like a, a woman would get shot in the head uh there would be a, a, a an interracial couple uh where the the, the race is not is not the the crux yeah. of the of the the drama uh there would be a bad mom um just just that would be it the whole film would just be the opposite of these cliches that would be my movie yeah. It would fail at this abysmal. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, one day, Mike. All right, we can start a we can start a crowd a crowdsourcing campaign so that we can make the Craig and Mike movie. I don't I don't think I can call this movie verging on greatness. I think this is I think this is wallowing in <laughs> wallowing in mediocrity. I think it's a Christmas film. It is what it's, it is. <laughs> but it's I mean you know as I've said on this podcast before, you measure you measure a movie by how well it's trying to how well it achieves what it's trying to achieve you're right it's a christmas movie it's not trying to be the godfather but um you know you look at you look at something like home alone um which achieves what it's trying to do so well uh, you know it's it's or die hard it's, it's comic it's um yeah die hard um uh, yeah this this it, it just misses it misses too many misses too many marks it's not a spe- it's not a special yeah, it's, it's not it's especially a, it's funny a, it's it's, it's a, more it's more just bizarre uh which is yeah. which is, makes it which is fun to watch but it's it's not it's not kind of it's not ha ha <laughs> it's just what the hell did what i just hell? watch yeah i mean if that isn't christmas then what is <laughs> like being being forced to have have a meal with some random family member who you don't know and and they're obviously yeah. having some uh, some emotional trauma go down and like you have no idea what's going on and you're sat there you're half cut it's three in the afternoon you've been you've been drinking since 9 a.m uh, and they're having some emotional breakdown with some other family member that you barely know you're not sure what their name is um but it's fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've got a bit of time between christmas lunch and when when the queen makes her 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 inevitable christmas speech there's a bit of time to be made up in that period what else are you gonna do you can watch jingle all the way or you can watch your relatives fight i mean it's the same thing yeah. <laughs>
one doesn't have to do just going to say. All right. Thanks, Craig. Um, thank you, listeners. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be back into back into regular schedule now that we're both um, healthy and well. Um, so yeah, yeah. Look out for a, healthy, mate. <laughs> look out for another. another